Pam Have just you seen like her do the her crab one? She's like sucking on the uh, crab yeah. meat. Oh, wow. Oh, honey. Welcome to the Oh Honey Podcast. It's where you get the sticky and the sweet with Summer. And Amanda and Jonathan. <laughs> we have Jonathan Bennett. And if you guys don't know, he was the heartthrob. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Still keep going. Keep going. Keep going. On Mean Girls. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Everybody probably knows his character, Aaron Samuels. Yep. I that mean, well, that's that's what they know. Everyone's like, "Oh, you're Aaron Samuels." I'm like, "Well, I well, played I, him." You're like, but <laughs> "I have a name." People years. like, "What if we introduce you as that?" Yeah, I we mean, oh, imagine. Yes, yeah, he'd, he'd be, be like, so sad. He like gets up and yeah. he's like, "You know what, girls? I can't." Anymore. But speaking of Mean Girls, you actually created a cookbook. Yes. Based off of, this Purple is, by the way, the, the cutest cookbook I have ever seen in my life, and so the pictures cute. in it so good. The games in it. Yep. The so burn, much fun. The Burn Cookbook. It's an unauthorized cookbook for Mean Girls fans. It's basically, we have everything in there from, it's not regular guac, it's cool guac. <laughs> and, and we have fettuccine Alfredo. I mean. Be, and then we have sections, our, our cocktails in the book, which are amazing, is uh, we have uh, happy hours from four to six. That's the name of our cocktail section. <laughs> we have cocktails, everything in there from the too gay to function Cosmo. I mean, to the, sign me up. Why are you white Russian? <laughs> that is so great. Nailed it. Nailed it. It's fantastic. That's Check so out good. the Martin cookbook. Speaking so of many cocktails. And then we also have to go with it. Wednesday Rose, because on Wednesdays we, we drink, drink pink. pink. Hey. You can't sip with us. So you make the book, the, you, you make the cocktails, yeah. you, have, you have your girlfriends <laughs> over, you make the cocktails, you make the food, you have a girl's night, invite your girlfriends over, have some cocktails, but if you're going to drink, I'd rather have you do it in the house. Yes, of course, of course. That, um, I feel like that came from... It oh, is. That is her. That's the line. I'm very on wait, brand. Wait, wait, really what That's from that the from? mom, you know, she's like... Oh, yes. Like, when the, yes. Drink, yes. In the house. house. Oh my God, that one went right it's over. It's okay, it's uh, okay. I've had a lot of coffee and they haven't, so... You're wow, crying. let's go. <laughs> I know. Should I should have had a Somebody's myself. a morning person. I know. I'm mm -hmm. not. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Mean Girls, are yeah. you, did you remain friends with the cast from Mean Girls or? Yeah, I worked, I've worked with Lacey and Lacey Chabert who played Gretchen. Mm -hmm. I worked with her a hundred times. We've done a whole bunch of Hallmark movies together. And then Daniel Francesi who was Damien. Mm -hmm. I've been, I've been good friends with him. We've worked together a lot. Um, and then, you know, Lindsay, well, it's so funny because in the Burn Cookbook, the first three questions, the first thing, the first thing in the Burn Cookbook that I say is, before we go any farther, let me just get some questions out of the way that you might have. So oh. here we go. No, I don't hang out with Lindsay Lohan every day. Oh. Yes, Rachel McAdams is just as amazing and as cool as you had hoped she'd be. Oh. I'm aware of what day it is. It's October 3rd. Yes, I know my hair looks <laughs> sexy. Push back. And no, I'm not good at math. So I guess I'm like, let's just get it out of the way now. Um, um, you know, I, I just recently re linked with Lindsay again for the first time in 14 years. Wow. Um, I hosted her after show for Lohan's Beach Club. Oh, wow. Right? So oh, they, cool. they do the after show. I got to host it and kind of do a full half hour sit down one-on-one -on -one interview with her, which was really fun because 
we hadn't seen each other in so long mm -hmm. that it kind of took us back to being her. She was 17 when we shot the movie and I was 22. So we literally turned into like kids again and we just like sat and giggled the whole interview. And she really like let down her guard and just was old Lindsay, just mm -hmm. little 17 year old Lindsay, like giggly and fun and just was so great. And, um, you know, I, I haven't talked to her forever. And so once we relinked, now we talk all the time. And then yeah. Rachel McAdams, Yes, I know you have a question about her. <laughs> yeah, guys, I love Rachel McAdams. Like, my girl movie? crush. She's uh, my favorite amazing. movie from her. I mean, Notebook is one of those stereotypical ones. Yeah. But she's in a lot of movies that I love. For um, mean though. Girls. Right. What else? <laughs> yeah. What else? Um, Time Traveler's Wife. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, she's in. Guys, I can't like put on the spot, but I love Rachel McAdams. When I was little, a lot of people used to say I look like her. When I was little, I really did, but now I don't. I like grew out of it. A lot of people were like, I oh, you look like her. Now. But when I was a kid, when I was little, a lot of people thought that. But regardless, I love her. So. Yeah. Well, okay. So here's the thing. Two I'm things. Trying. One. You make, okay. Yeah. When you kiss. Well, here. Well, let me get. Let me give you the tea. Mm -hmm. All right. So Rachel McAdams. <laughs> first of all, when you kiss her, everything right. happens in the world. It's exactly how you want it to be when you kiss Rachel McAdams. Oh, like, like doves fly <laughs> and like dolphins jump <laughs> and there's like like a light comes down and I like kissed her and I pulled back and I was like, whoa. And if you see on on on, on screen in Mean Girls, when you see me pull back and I'm like, huh, that's like a real reaction because I'm like, I get what straight people like. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, I get it. Like, it was nice. Rachel McAdams and she has the softest lips you ever kissed. You're like, whoa. But it's <laughs> whoa. funny because when we were shooting the movie, we actually, I mean, I actually thought she wasn't being bitchy enough because in, in the scenes we were watching, like, talking to her face to face like this, we weren't seeing what the close-up was getting really tight on her face and those yeah. like little, little subtle movements in the eyes where mm -hmm. she'll just give you that little thing. Yeah. You couldn't really see that sitting across tables from her and like far. <laughs> like, so <laughs> I was like, I don't think she's being mean enough. And then when we saw the first cut of the movie, we were all just floored. Yeah. Just completely like, whoa, she nailed she it. Was so you know what mean. I mean? Because you don't see her <laughs> be mean because yeah. she's so nice. So if yeah. you don't realize, if you don't see that little intimate twinkle in her eye that she's giving that's so brilliant, yeah. when you're just filming, you're like, I don't think she's being mean. And then you get mean. it in the edit, you're like, whoa, you're amazing. But she's fantastic. Yeah, she's and, insane. Yeah. I saw like her um, audition for Notebook, like her taped audition. Oh, she's yep. so good. She's just so good. She's like, so I good. literally love she's her. So good. Mm. What's funny is that she had taped the notebook before Mean Girls. So she had just got done filming the notebook and came oh, straight to sh shoot our movie. And what was funny is that she was talking about the notebook, like, you know, in hair and makeup, we sit and talking about it. She's like, oh yeah, I did this like movie called The Notebook with this guy like Nicholas Sparks and like this Ryan guy. And well, you know, she's, <laughs> she's talking about like, it. We don't know what the notebook enough. is yet because yeah, yeah. it hasn't happened. Like, oh, and we're like, oh, that's cool. Then it comes out and all of us, our mouths just drop. We're like, that's what you were filming before <laughs> us. Just like, like oh, I would have been so nervous to be around her. Thank God I didn't see it ahead of time because I would have been like shaking to be around her. <laughs> Dude, yeah. she's incredible. That's one person that I would probably fangirl over. Like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it's it's real. Yeah, mm -hmm. besides you. Uh, oh yeah, obviously. But obviously, guys, we don't even have to state You're that. Welcome. So you didn't go out to Mykonos? No, and, I think yeah. I'm going to though this year. Yeah. I think we're going out this summer. Ah, oh, fun. Yeah, That'd be fun. so fun. I was there recently, but I didn't. I didn't make it. Did you it go there. to Lohan's Beach Club? I didn't. How was it? How was Mykonos? It was cool. Like I don't think I did it right, but it was. 
cool? Explain. Nothing can <laughs> How do like, you not do it right? Because I went for, I have the same birthday as my best friend, so we... Which is? Uh, King Batch, Andrew Bachelor. No, when's your birthday? Oh, um, June 26th. June 10th. Oh, really? Very good. Go You're on. Gemini, yeah. Cancer. Ah, very good. Yeah, yeah we need to be friends. Uh -huh. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so I went out there and we just got a villa, which mm -hmm. was awesome. All hung out, had so much fun. But I don't think where we did it right was like planning the beach clubs mm. and stuff because we didn't like reserve tables beforehand. Right. We didn't like do all those things. Yeah. And we're like just show up and then just like sit in a random spot and like. We just figured it out. If you're gonna do meek notes, you got to do it right. We didn't plan it. Yeah, it's okay. It's yeah. okay. You'll learn. No, we, uh, you know, You'll learn. <laughs> us, us old veterans. Yeah. Um, Thirty-eight. Which is crazy. It's amazing. Like it's filler and Botox. Yeah. That's a secret. <laughs> secret to success. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, but you just—you can tell you just look good. Yeah. Thank you. You I drink a lot of water and eat kale. Oh. That's <laughs> everyone's like. What's the secret to staying young? And I'll be like getting a chemical pill. I'm like. Just really drink a lot of water, water. and eat spinach yeah. as I'm like getting like, my face covered in chemicals. <laughs> yeah. You like, do yeah, have great it. skin though. Thank like you. I don't think I think that is something internally that you're doing also. Yeah. Because well, I don't I don't drink. I saw I cut that all out. But you have rosé. Yeah. So you're not gonna come over and pour a glass of rosé? I will us? pour it for you. I won't drink it. <laughs> yeah. I was like That's detoxed not in for brand. the past okay. year. It's been great. Yeah, but that makes a, a huge difference. Did a full detox for a year. To That's like good. See Congrats. Yeah. So much People better. don't understand yeah. how much alcohol ages uh, you. Oh my gosh. When I see yeah. girls just at the club and out, they're just like pouring it down. I'm like, bitch, chill. Bitch, you're gonna you're gonna regret this. Because it's just like it's not worth it. Like my mom always says that one reason she thinks she looks so good for her age is because she didn't drink a ton of alcohol or she mm. and she didn't do drugs so mm. yeah i mean it's poison so <laughs> talks like yeah, down yeah, in yeah. that okay guys but <laughs> i would say wine one glass of wine is actually hey, good for but like you five it. glasses of wine a night yeah. one bottle totally of wine fine. a night yeah. it's fine <laughs> five glasses of wine a night or is uh a it's bottle a, yeah that's fine yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. i gotta it make more wine then yeah Shit. I got, I got a, I got a case like, Damn, I, I brought one bottle. <laughs> I don't mean Amanda. I'm fighting over it. No, I'm not. These hoes over here are drinking all my wine. <laughs> I heard oh. you had more in the trunk. So, yeah, I do have more so in the we're going to yeah. rage you. We're going to walk you out. Usually we just let people leave, but we're going to be like, okay, like, bye. But I so actually much. do have more in the trunk. That's, I'm not even kidding. Yeah. So I carry it everywhere. I'm like, would you like a wine? See, this is good. That's good. And you have like a, a boyfriend. I do. How long have you got? James. Hi, James. Hi, Jan Hi, babe. <laughs> Hi, babe. <laughs> um, we've been together over two years now. Oh, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah it's been it's a while. It's getting serious now. Yeah, it's getting. We're in, we're in the serious. I feel like in the serious phase now. Anytime you pass the two-year mark, yeah. it's like okay, you know mm -hmm. each other. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, the <laughs> yeah. first year. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about relationships. I have found the first year is definitely the honeymoon, right? Mm -hmm. So you, everyone. It's like the fantasy of what all, all the good, you see all the good parts mm -hmm. of your partner. Then the second year is always the toughest year because all the good parts are there, but then all of a sudden all the bad parts and all the things that you aren't completely open with because you're afraid, you know, being rejected mm -hmm. about like, oh, these are my quirks. These are things, you know, uh, you hide all of they start, they start to all come to the surface because you can't. You can't just be the who you want to be in the perfect part of the relationship, right? Mm -hmm. So then the second year, all the crap comes out. Mm -hmm. It starts and surfacing. Then it starts yeah. surfacing, and you get through it. And if you get through that, 
<laughs> and you move and you get past it, the third year is amazing because it's like, I've seen all the good, I've seen all the bad, and I still love you and I want to be with you. And so the third year is when it starts to get really, I don't know, re just really great. Like that's yeah. when you feel really grounded together because the first year's all the, it's honeymoon, you know, it's just all it's that. Like, but the Ooh. second year shit comes out. And then once you, if you are able to like still love each other through all the shit, then mm -hmm. you're golden. Terrible twos. Yeah. Terrible twos. Yeah, I mean, have you found year. that in your, how long have you been together? Oh, um, uh, <laughs> a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, over a year, I think like almost three years. Okay. Yeah. But that always changes when people ask me because they really don't know. That's okay. But the, like in the be beginning-ish <laughs> year, did you find that? Like at yeah. the honeymoon, then the second year, it kind of well, bubbles up a little. Uh, for me, it was a little bit different because we were friends before. Mm -hmm. So it's like I knew him and I also like knew a lot about him already mm -hmm. before I started dating him. So kind of knew what right. everything I needed to know yeah. a little bit, but you do find out like the quirks of like living with somebody. Yes, it's like, that's, what, that's it. Like the second yeah. year we moved in together. So it's like start living together. That's all a whole this other shit. thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then you're like, okay, don't do that. Mm -hmm. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't do that either. Yeah. So it's like, you have your list of like, you know, I don't like it when you do that. Can you please do this? And then vice versa. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of like balance and see where you can meet. And mm -hmm. then, you know, and then you're good. Yeah. 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 But sometimes I just have moods where everything just annoys me. Yeah. Do you ever have moods where it's like they're chewing next to you and you're like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. That's the one thing. <laughs> when I did Celebrity Big Brother, <laughs> like, oh when, we, when we just did Big Brother, they asked me what's a, I was, uh, I was on the past season of Celebrity Big Brother oh, and they awesome. asked me wow. the, um, what's the one thing a housemate could do that would drive you nuts? Mm -hmm. And I said, eat cereal. Uh, cereal next to me, especially my boyfriend, because he is a caveman. Oh. He is the caveman of cave. Like, he is so barbaric yeah. in the way he eats food. He's six foot three and he's just like, <laughs> like, comes in. And when he eats cereal next to me on the couch while we watch TV, mm -hmm. oh, I, I, I literally, I'm like, Cringe. I, I can't, I and can't. And I, for me, it's like every single like bone in my body not to say anything. I'm like talking to myself. I'm like, don't say anything. Don't say anything. It's fine. Yes. It's fine. And then I, I put like a, I take a little jab. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Or well. you like turn up the TV. <laughs> I don't like And it's like passive aggressive. Oh. Mm -hmm. you know, and so he will now eat. He'll sit down. If he brings cereal into the living room while we're watching TV at night, I'll be on one side of the couch. He will seriously sit on the other side and eat. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. And he's like, sorry, babe, I'm eating cereal. I'm just going to eat it. And oh, so he knows to keep his So now he knows, like, cereal, that's the deal breaker. Yeah. I can't. I can't, can't. do it. Just can't. Can't do it. Well, that's good. Mm -hmm. I hate any mouth that. noises. Like, it's just a thing that's so annoying to me. I'm just going to do that all the time. What's up with the people? What are those things called where they do the microphones next to them? Oh, oh the mukbang. Mukbang. Well, no, the ASMR. ASMR. The what mic. does that stand for? Um, something does anyone simulation, know that? Something. What is it? It's like We'll have it. You don't know this. I feel like you would know this. <laughs> Why would he know it? He's like he's the sound guy. He's a, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Chris, you minute. don't know. What does it mean? Hate it. Oh, didn't. Um, hate it. Wouldn't have guessed hate that. It. You're like yeah. eating the pickles. Yeah, Ugh. dude. That's oh the first one gosh, I watched so was bad. that lady eating the pickle, and she's like, "I'm gonna eat the pickle." Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate like, it. When See, like, like my hand just went like this. Have you seen her do the crab one? She's like sucking on the crab meat. Oh, wow. Oh, my People God. would watch your ASMR somewhere. Nope. 
Jonathan, would he's you like Jonathan would block you? Nope. nope. I will not. <laughs> he's like, I'm done. <laughs> nope. I would not. That's how you know Jonathan is not interested Mm-mm. Mm-mm, done. in females. <laughs> he's like, I will not watch her. I will not. <laughs> I will not I don't watch want her. You're selling. You can do it. You can do it <laughs> naked. And I would be like, like Nope. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Good night. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this is like a fantasy for a lot of you, huh? <laughs> I'm like being in a love sack with these two ladies. <laughs> Literally, you are. Like, oh, you should I'd rather see what be we home. do when the cameras are off. <laughs> Just kidding. What do we do? <laughs> Nothing. Um, Nothing. Mukbang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, how did you meet your boyfriend? Okay, so here's the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was auditioning, or not auditioning? What was I doing? Oh, I was promoting Halloween Wars, which is my Food Network show, and I had to go get interviewed by this guy. James from Celebrity Page TV. Mm-hmm. So we go to the Grove because that's where the interview is, and I'm with my publicist, and we go. We that's <laughs> very funny. <coughs> I'm I had just done like Access Hollywood in the morning, and we went to the Grove, and it was our final interview of the day, and I wasn't really into it, and I said, "Fine, let's go do this." So I show up, and I'm walking by, and they're setting up out in the middle of the Grove where the interview is going to be. Yeah. And I look over, and I see this blonde guy with blue eyes and blonde hair. And he's six foot three and he's gorgeous. And I look to my publicist and I say, who is that? Is that the guy interviewing me? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, look up his name, look up his name. <laughs> so then we're going through the emails and like, we're on the outskirts, I'm walking by. We're going through the emails. Pre-stalking him. Yeah, and I said, find his name. And he finds his name, James with a Y. So we go to Instagram and I type in James with a Y. First thing that comes up on his Instagram bio, proud LGBT member, like, blah, blah, blah. I go, yes! <laughs> I gotta do my hair. And so then I run to the bathroom and I'm like, I gotta fix my hair because it's so cute, I gotta look good. And then my publicist was concerned. He's like, you were gonna do the whole interview without worrying about your hair, but now that the guy's cute, you're gonna do your hair? I'm like, yes, yeah. absolutely. Have you read the bio? Yes, and so then I went to the bathroom, did my hair, I walk out and his producer's waiting there and she goes, hi, and I meet or Jade and I meet her and she goes, oh, um, let me take you over to meet James. And I go, is that gonna be my future husband? She said, possibly. So we walk up, we meet. He, now the backstory on this is, true story. So he has to interview me. He wants to get out of the interview. Mm. Because he had never seen Mean Girls. He had no clue anything about that. I wasn't really his type that he usually goes for. And he was with his best girlfriend. And they were talking. And he said, I got to interview some kid, Jonathan Bennett. And she goes, from Mean Girls? (laughs) And she said, you have to do it. And he's trying to get out of it. She goes, no. You have to do it because I need to go and get a video of him saying, what day is it? So I can post it on October 3rd. You have to do this. And he said, fine, you, I'll go, but you have to be my assistant. And she said, okay, fine. So they come to the Grove. She's acting as his assistant so she can get a photo with me. <laughs> I don't know that she's acting as, as, as his assistant. And then I meet her as his assistant. And now I'm pissed that He's on Celebrity Page, and he has an assistant, and I'm on Food Network, and oh. I don't have an assistant. He hosts that, and I don't even have my own assistant. Emailing your so people. now I'm mad. I'm like, this guy gets an assistant. I'm on Food Network, and I don't have an assistant. That's crap. And so I'm pissed off. So many emotions. Yes, yeah, so many In emotions. In love and pissed. In love, and then we meet. We're standing there talking to each other. We literally just start flirting during the interview. Like, we can't contain our emotion, and we have it all on film mm-hmm. because they're filming it, and we, we literally can't contain how like giddy we are we're like little girls like giggling and laughing the whole time and 
oh. a fan messaged me after and said, I was going to come up and ask for a picture with you at the Grove, but I saw what was happening and I didn't want to interrupt. A fan was like, nope, really? I can see what's, like everyone, all the producers are going, what's going on? And we're like, I don't know. I don't know. Giggling? We can't stop like <laughs> laughing and we just are blushing the whole time. So then we're leaving and it's over. And I asked him for his number. He gave it to me. I get in the car. I'm driving home with my publicist. And I said, okay, I got his number. And my publicist says, you're going to wait three days to call him. I'm like, absolutely. Mm -hmm. They drop me off. Immediately call him. <laughs> you're like, yeah. Hi. <laughs> He's yeah. like, he goes, what took you so long? I was like, is it weird if I want to come back and kiss you just to even see if this works? Like, let's just see if this is going to be a thing. He's like, no, that's not weird at all. I go, good, because I'm already driving. <laughs> Drive back to the Grove. He's in the parking lot of the farmer's market. He's looking for me. I'm looking for him. We're on the phone. I go, where are you? Where are you? We finally see each other. We run up. We just look at each other and I go, I just need to see if this is really what I think it is. We kiss. It's like doves fly. It's like, it's like Rachel McAdams. He's my Rachel McAdams. Oh yes. Gosh. Everything happens. Doves fly. We pull away. I go, great. So dinner tonight is like, great. So then I pick him up, we go to the beach, we sit on the beach for like four hours. We don't even have dinner, we just sit on the beach in the dark, talk, listen to the ocean in Santa Monica. It was amazing. And then we both find out like our dads had passed away the same year, so we like really connected on that. So, so many connections. And then, yeah, that's how it that's happened. That's the history. And that's now, here we are sitting here on the podcast talking about you two and a half years later. James with the Y. Love you, babe. James with the Y. Yeah. yeah. He's got is, way okay, more but swag than me. Let's just get the picture. What? Did his oh. assistant get the picture? Did yes, it? she has it. Reeves, Reeves, Reevesicle has the photo Reeves on Instagram. Reevesicle, she has the photo and she put it on Instagram. And now her and I are like besties. And now she gets oh. all the yeah. pictures. Yeah, yeah. She's like, this relationship mm -hmm. was great. Yeah. Like, I love this relationship. She actually, here's the funny part. So in the Burn Cookbook, we have, she's the reason I made the Burn Cookbook because she came up with the idea. Really? We this made so great. We made guacamole. And we put pomegranates and apples in it one day. She goes, oh, I want to try this. My mom does it. So she put pomegranates and apples in the guacamole. And she, she like Sounds gave good. me a chip and handed it to me. And I tasted it. And she goes, it's not regular guac. It's cool guac. And I go, what did you say? She's like, it's not regular guac. It's cool guac. And I was like, oh. And that's how the book was born. This is so I was great. like, And I just look at her and I go, fetch a chini Alfredo. <laughs> And I and go, we have to write a book. Back and forth. So that's it. Like James, like we meet and like he was the reason. She's really the reason. We have everything to owe. I owe everything in my life now to Reepsicle because yeah, she do. made me meet my boyfriend uh -huh. because she made him come and she made me start the burn cookbook. So yeah. Reepsicle, I owe it all to you. Yeah. Really I owe it all Shout to you. Reepsicle. Yeah. And Reepsicle. by the way, cool nickname. Right? Her name, yeah. is, her name is Marie, but we call it Reeves. It's oh. real tough. Reeves. Oh, I love yeah. it. Yeah. And I remember like a year ago you telling me about the cookbook at the yeah, gym. Yeah, at the gym. I come in, I'm like, I'm going to make a cookbook. You're like, yeah. I want to cool. I'm like, like, no, really. Why are you talking to me at the gym like, about a cookbook? Yeah, right. I'm like, Jonathan, I'm trying to get my body right. Oh, Stop talking I mean, about food. Talk about someone that needs to work on her body a little bit. Oh, it's yeah. perfect. I don't think the cookbook would hurt you with <laughs> Thank you. So you mentioned your dad passing away. Yep. And that happened how long ago? Oh, it'll be five years ago. Oh. And you were saying you do a soul cycle class. Oh, no, a cycle bar. Cycle uh, bar. So, yeah, I teach a spin class uh, for, for charity to raise money for stand-up to cancer. 
on his birthday just to raise money and you know do something in his honor because that's the best thing. Anytime something in life happens that's a tragedy, the best thing you can do is figure a way to take that and turn it into a positive. And mm -hmm. that's real action, not Instagram action, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I want to do this. And then there's no actual follow through with it actually mm -hmm. happening, which mm -hmm. I'm sure you guys see a lot of people doing on yeah. Instagram, where it's you got to put your money where your mouth is and you actually have to step up and show up and, and do actual good in the world that that makes pe makes a difference and changes people's lives and so i that's what i try to do and i do it a few times a year for him but um yeah both my parents passed away um five years ago which was crazy um my mom had a lung situation and my dad died of brain cancer so it was a very uh strange year i grew a lot it really forces you to grow up a lot when you do that. So it, w it made me, it made me a better person today f for it happening. There's a lot of things I miss about having them. You know, I, I, there's so many things that are going on in my life that I want them to be a part of and I want them to see. But I think them passing away made me grow up and be the best version of myself because mm -hmm. I had to be. Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. It's hard, right? In the same year, that's like yeah. Oh, it's uh, my mom passed away, and then my dad called like four months later and was like, "I have brain cancer." I was like, <laughs> "Funny, oh wow, you really do." So it was just Jeez. two separate things, wow. just completely. You can't even random. imagine. Yeah, wow. it was awful. Yeah. But you know, that's what you do. You turn it into a positive. Like, what can we do? What can this do? This will make me be my best version of myself. Mm -hmm. You know. What made you? realize okay that's the step that you need to take to help cope with everything that's going on what did you go through a year of mourning or like uh, what, like how was that whole um, process you know you get to i got depressed a lot i think what happened is they they passed away so quick so close to each other mm -hmm. in time that i never had time to mourn my mom mm -hmm. and so then when my dad died I had, well, the weird part was I was like good at funerals. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I got this. Yeah. And I was like, that, I shouldn't have this. I shouldn't be able to be like, yeah. oh, I just did this. I'm good at it. Yeah. Like that's not a good quality to have, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and so I wasn't able to process her loss when I had to start processing my dad's loss. So the year after that was really dark for me and just, I went into Dancing with the Stars and thought that would like re-spark it and it, it didn't. And it wasn't really until I got into like fitness and um, I started teaching spin because I really enjoyed, spin is what got me through a lot of it mm -hmm. because Positive. the endorphins and the, just the energy in the room and the release that happens during a class was really important to me. And so once I did it enough, I realized I wanted to be up there inspiring other people. So I went and got certified and then started teaching spin class in between shooting all my shows, mm -hmm. my agents hated it. They're like, Jonathan Bennett has a real job. I'm like, no, I just want to do this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it really helps. So now I use it to motivate other people and, you know, use it to bring good into the world from all the things that I've learned for the past five years. Mm -hmm. You know, things that really struck a chord with me is what now I share with other people. That's awesome. Because, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there, like, whether it's parents or siblings mm -hmm. and you know that have passed away and like a lot of people do obviously like get really sad and depressed because mm -hmm. you're using losing yeah. somebody so close to you and to have a way to kind of I, there's no like book 
like word by word way or <laughs> step by step way mm -hmm. to, you know. Yeah, that's what, and that's what I learned is that everyone more like there's no rules when someone passes away. Like if someone if you know someone that's passed away or you have friends that or anyone that is dealing with the loss of someone, there's no rules and you, it can happen. You can. Everything you want to do or don't want to do is okay. Mm -hmm. And that's what I had to learn. Like, there's no rules. Like, the funerals are not for us. Mm -hmm. or Are not for them. It's for us. Yeah. Right? Like, all those things. Like, there's no rules to how someone should grieve, how it should happen. So, always just give, have a lot of grace with people and let them deal with it on their own time. And the people, the way they're acting when that happens probably isn't mm -hmm. how they're, you know, it's not representative of who they are. It's just what they're going through, you know? Yeah. How long ago did this happen? Like, were Five you with years your boyfriend? ago. Oh, so you weren't with your boyfriend yet? No, no, no. But that, you know, that's, I mean, he's, that's the one thing is I wish he would have been able to meet my parents on the socks. But mm. he's fantastic. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, he, he's given me a sense of family, which is great because I don't have that. So that, that's what we're mm -hmm. doing now. Do you have siblings? Or? I have a half, uh, half sister and two half brothers. Are you guys talk. close? Yeah, yeah, we're close. We yeah. talk. Um, not like we never grew up together. Yeah. So it wasn't until we it wasn't until my dad passed away that we all really got close. But it's funny it's been how great. like a tragedy mm -hmm. is what I bet in something positive, right? Yeah. See that's the whole that's the whole goal of yeah. my life. Yeah, right. it brings people together. Well so your mom and dad were married or divorced? No, they were divorced but they were like good friends. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so mm -hmm. I mean and then your boyfriend went through something similar mm -hmm. also. So mm -hmm. you know, that's like I'm sure you guys talk about oh, things we and, do we do and yeah. it was funny on may 1st like four two years ago uh which is my dad's birthday and the day he passed away which is weird mm -hmm. but um my dad was a big pilot and he loved flying and him and i love airplanes i love airplanes mm -hmm. and he would he would fly to get the most expensive hot dog there was at jimmy's hot dog because him and his friend would take their little plane in, in Tennessee and fly about 100 miles to the neighboring town and go to this place called Jimmy's Hot Dog that they loved and then fly awesome. back. But they joked that it was about it was a $120 hot dog because you have to pay for the gas of the plane. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, it just gave them a place to go because they just love flying. So it's like, here's a destination. So we call it the expensive hot dog. They'd go and get one mm -hmm. and fly back. And so on May 1st, James went and got hot dogs and took me to Las Vegas. We were in Las Vegas and took me to the end of the runway mm -hmm. at McCarran Airport and, or McNamara, whatever it's called. And we sat at the end of the runway eating hot dogs. And he surprised me. He's like, I want you to tell me about your dad. Tell me like three good things oh that, I, that I didn't know. And I just bawled, oh, yeah. like sitting there just to know, like when you lose someone I know, like I just that, got chills. you yeah. want to like talk about them. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like you want to talk about them and like have have mm -hmm. a real moment and you know, share so you don't forget. Yeah. So he took me there, gave me hot dogs, and was like, let's talk about them mm -hmm. while planes were landing above us. And I was just, yeah. it's the coolest thing. That's, that's amazing. So yeah. sweet. And so, so that's what helpful. we try to do. Like on his, the anniversary and stuff, we always try, of each other's trying to like do something just to like, hey, let's acknowledge it, you know? Mm -hmm. You're like, how do I, how do I compete with this one? Yeah, I know, right? I'm like, I, here's, here's a giraffe. Hey, yeah. Uh, he yeah. set the bar pretty high. I know. Yeah, he he always Damn does it. that. Damn I it, hate James him. with a Y. James with a Y, you always set the bar too high. That's but, what rhymes. I know. But I feel like there's always one person in the relationship that is like the better gift giver. I am the better <laughs> gift giver. He's better at sentimental stuff. Uh, yeah, but that's what like, okay. 
I think James is better. Yeah, he's, yeah he's, he is better. He is, yes. Just because the gifts are usually the best gifts are the sentimental I know. stuff. You know? I like to be I spoiled. Know. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Get over it. Well, let's dive into let's the honey pots. So we have um, fans send in um, Let's go. questions, stories about their love life or they, stuff they need the advice on. Yeah. We're not experts, but we do what we can. We Let's do go. what we can. Honeypot. Let's see the sticky We're just the your friends. We're you can sit friends. with us today. Yeah, We're going to talk to you. You can sit with us yes. while we talk about the honeypot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, all right. Fan question number one. Oh, honey. I've been with my boyfriend for five years, and I'm ready for him to pop the question already. But he hasn't yet. Whenever I start to talk about our future, too, he kind of pushes the questions away. Should I bring up marriage, or will that push him away further? I can't tell if he's just not ready yet, or if I'm just not the person for him. Mm. <laughs> well. He's getting ready. Cracks his okay, neck. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's go in for the answer. Yeah. See, I have a weird I have a weird feeling about this. I have a weird take on this. I don't Do we know if the if marriage just isn't for him yeah. or is it We need more details. Yeah, because if it some I know people that have been together for 15 years mm -hmm. and they're not married and they have the best relationship of anyone I know. So mm. it's also the ideal of marriage. Like what is marriage? Why it sometimes it works for people because mm. they need it and sometimes relationships work better actually when they're not married. So for someone to not be popping the question, she needs to have a conversation with him about what marriage means to him and what marriage means to her and why she wants it to see if there's a difference, if they have different opinions mm -hmm. and then have a conversation about it. Because the biggest thing in relationships is communication, communication, communication. It's so simple, yeah. but so important. And it's so redundant and cliche like, Relationships are all about communication, but they are. Yeah. That's what they're about. Like you don't know what the other person's thinking all the time. For for example, like James will be mad about something, or I'll feel like he's upset about something, and I automatically it's me. It's me. I've done something wrong. What yeah. did I do? Start racking my brain. I start freaking out, and then I'm like, what's wrong? And he's like, oh, my brother, blah blah blah, or my boss just did this, and yeah, like, I'm trying to figure out how to make that. You know, yeah. make fetch happen. No, I'm just kidding. I'm trying to make her figure out how to make whatever happen. And so then I go, oh, so it's not me. He's like, no, babe, not at all. So it's, there's so many things in a relationship that can be solved with communication because she doesn't know what he's thinking. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe he has a completely different opinion of why, what, if marriage works or if it doesn't for him, for what, what is his past? What are her parents? What does marriage look like to him through his experiences? Mm -hmm. So Definitely just communicate and be like, what does marriage mean to you? Here's what it means to me. Because you're always okay, and it's always okay for you to feel the way you feel, and it's always okay for you to have your feelings. Mm -hmm. So whatever feeling you have, you're it's okay because mm -hmm. you're having that feeling. So if you're sad, you're mad, you're angry, you're happy, you want marriage, that's okay. He can't tell you it's wrong, but he doesn't know what you're thinking. Maybe he doesn't care either way about it, and if you communicate to him how important it is to you, mm -hmm. he'll see your side and say, oh, great, hold on. 
Will you marry me? You know, yeah, you yeah. never know. Right. It's like, oh, that's what you want. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. People like assume things. Yeah. Yeah. That's always. What does that say? The four agreements. The four agreements. Do you know the four agreements? Huh? <laughs> it's the best huh? book ever. Be impeccable with your word. Don't make assumptions. Don't take anything personally, and always do your best. When it comes to, don't take anything personally. Everything we do is for our own personal validation, our own personal satisfaction. Even though we say it's for other people a lot of times, oh, I did this for them. No, everything you do in your life is like, everything you do to me has nothing to do with me. It's all stuff that has to do with you. Everything that I do to you has nothing to do with you. It has to do with me. And it's the weirdest concept, but once you read the book and understand it, you're like, wait, we react because we're in our own reality. So I'm living in my own reality. Mm -hmm. You're in your your relationship to this beanbag is different than my relationship to a beanbag. Mm -hmm. It's it's a little trippy. Just you talk read about this beanbag yeah. relationship. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, got, it's a little trippy. Yeah, You'll see. Read the book. On the read the book. Next question. <laughs> it seems like you really like this beanbag. Next question. <laughs> Go into that honey He's good pot. at these. I know. He's we should have like great. racked up some more questions for today. That was great. Okay, question number two. Go. So I hooked up with this guy I actually mm -hmm. like, but now my friends are making fun of me saying that he looks like a clown. Not nice, I know. And usually I would brush it off and move on, but I actually want to pursue this guy because I like him. But I feel embarrassed because my friends are making fun of him. What should I do? Get better friends. Yeah. Right? That's what I was saying. What? Yes. Yeah, your, like friends are... your, your friends are bitches. Yeah. <laughs> your friends are bitches. Yeah. And you don't need them. That's it. Yeah. That you can 100%. really tell a lot of who your friends are. What I've learned in life is that you can tell who your friends are when you're going through something serious and when it, it's, this is a dramatic example, but like when you're on top of the mountain, everyone wants to be your friends. Mm -hmm. When you fall down that mountain and you're at the bottom, you look around and you find out who your friends are. Mm -hmm. And so when there's something like this, she needs to tell them, hey, cut it off, I like this guy and see how they respond. If they respond with anything other than we want what is best for you and if you want that, we want that, they don't have to be for him, but they have to be with you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to be the biggest fan of him, but if you're my friend, you have to be with me and support that I want this. Yeah. And if they do anything other than that, they're not your f***ing friends. Yeah. 100%. Bye. Preach. Thank you, next. What about, what about if it was family that was doing it? Would it be the same thing? Like, yeah. yeah like, it doesn't matter. Like, everyone that... You, what I've done this past two years, I'd say, is I surround myself with people that want me to shine and want me to be the best version of myself. Mm -hmm. And that... That's hard for a lot of people to take sometimes. Mm -hmm. That's hard for a lot of people in your life who know you as one way mm -hmm. to see you grow and change into the best version of yourself and to accept that and right. to, like be friends with that person. Not I'm like, like I'm a different changed. person than I was two years ago. I'm like, yeah, I have. Yeah. And you're trying to cling on to this old version of me and yeah. I'm not that version anymore. Yeah. You know, so you have to get, sometimes that old version leaves, th those friends want to just be friends with that version that of you and that's fine, but that doesn't exist anymore. So, mm -hmm. bye, you have to go be friends with them because that's not me. So, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. And life's about change. A lot of times too with friends, here's the thing. I'm friends with a lot of people that I've been friends with for the past 10 years, 15, 20 years. But I'm also not friends with a lot of people I've been friends with for the past five years. So your, your life will evolve and change 
And that's okay to not be friends with everyone that you've always been friends with. It's okay for you to like have people come in and out of your life. And it doesn't mean that it's bad or anything good. It's neither here nor there. You can evolve. And as you evolve, your life is going to change, which means your friends are going to change. Mm-hmm. The worst thing is to sit around and, you know, 50 years from now and not grow and not do anything. Like, you know, you grow. And as you grow, if things change in your life, that's okay. That's life is change. Like that's, you got to remember that. Is jealousy ever a thing? <gasps> uh, I'm so <laughs> glad you brought that up. One of my favorite quotes, and I have to say, one of my favorite quotes and favorite, it's a song lyric, is, I don't shine if you don't shine. Mm-hmm. And that is so important. Think about that. Think about what those words are. I don't shine if you don't shine. And in a relationship, whether it be your friends, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your roommate, because we're not ready to say it's a thing yet. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's okay. We've all been there in college. We get it. Uh, I lived with my roommate for years, too. Uh, but I know. Stay with me, guys. Stay with me. Um, I don't shine if you don't shine is so important because it is the basis of what will, what will make or break a relationship. And James and I do the exact same thing. We both are hosts. Mm-hmm. We both are in the entertainment industry. We both are up for some of the same jobs. We, I'm oh, elderly and my knee is locking up. Oh. Um, we're both up for a lot of the same Stretch stuff. And you would think there'd be jealousy there or resentments. And there's not because mm-hmm. we found, I found a person that I literally want to see do well. Like I'll go in for a job and if it's not right or I'm up for it, and I'm like, I don't think I'm going to get this. It's not the right vibe. I'll be like, yo, this isn't right for me, but my boyfriend, you should definitely look at. Or yeah. he'll do the same thing. He'll go in and be like, I know you want like more of a name. I might not be right for this, but my boyfriend's great because we, we run our relationship as two kings, one kingdom. Mm-hmm. There's, no, there's no king and a queen or a king and a prince. Right. Two kings. Because mm-hmm. if both of you rule a kingdom, that's two kingdoms brought together. Mm-hmm. So I want him to do so well. I want him to have all the happiness. I want him to shine and be the best thing he can be. And he wants the same thing for me. So I'll be at photo shoots, I'll be at work, I'll be filming something, and he is there making sure, do you have everything you need to eat? Are you there, do you need, do you, do you need food? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna bring your clothes, do you need that change? What are you gonna wear? Who's gonna do your makeup here? Let me fix your hair, like he's on it. Mm-hmm. And when he's working, I do the same thing to him. We call it the Michelle Obama factor. <laughs> Michelle Obama yeah. is amazing. Mm-hmm. And she does a lot of great things. Yeah. Barack is the president, mm-hmm. you know? so. We call it Michelle obama Like, if he has an event that weekend where he's hosting or he's, you know, the MC or he's got something big going on, yeah. I'll go with him and I'll be like, I'm going to Michelle Obama <laughs> this weekend, yeah. which means I'm going to be there and I'm going to be graceful and I'm going to take pictures mm-hmm. and I'm going to do my part. I'm going to help, but I'm going to let him be center of attention I and I'm going to let him be the guy. Yeah. But I'll still be there supporting and people want to talk to me and I'll have great things to say. And then sometimes... Some days I'll go and he's like, oh, I'm going to Michelle Obama with him in New York for the, for the Mean Girls uh, book launch. So he'll come in Michelle Obama and yeah. he'll just be there to support and also help. But it's, it's the biggest thing in a relationship is I don't shine if you don't shine. You yeah. have to find someone, whether it's your boyfriend, your friends, you have to support each other. And you have to realize that if, if you don't do good, then I don't do good because we're all a team, whether it be a group of friends whether it be a boyfriend, like if, if just I'm doing good, 
well, then what's the point? Because, A, we can't go to the same restaurants and have dinner because you won't be able to afford it if I'm successful and you're not. Yeah. And I don't want to pay for your ass. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you can get to the, to the money level, but also just the success and the confidence and the happiness level. Like, if we're not all doing well together, then what's the point? Like, we all rise together. And that's why I'm such a huge advocate in if there's a connection that can be made between people in your relationships or in business, make the connection. Yes. It, like, don't wait for your friends Mm-hmm. to reach out and ask if yeah. you if there is a connection you see that you can make that might better one or two of your lives well you know for example uh example my friend that owns uh, uh wine the vineyard Stephen amel mm-hmm. for knocking point wines reached out and was like oh you have a book coming out do you want to do a wine collaboration for april i said yeah great mm-hmm. that'd be so fantastic but you know just don't ever wait for people to ask you to connect them Mm -hmm. because if you're a real friend and you really want what's best for them you would spot it and you would already connect it without them asking Mm -hmm. because if when you start doing that when you start connecting each other when you start connecting your friends your boyfriend your girlfriend when you start connecting them in every aspect aspect of the world and start start making the vibrations happen you will notice that everyone will start to rise there's not a there's not a coincidence that in a group of friends in la one person of actors (laughs) One person books a job on a show, then the next person books a job on the show, then all of a sudden, all five of you, all six of you, all of a sudden within the same year, book major gigs and all start working. It's because the vibration happens. Like when that starts spiraling and you start building that energy, it it literally pays off and like everyone rises. So just don't wait. Help your friends out without them asking. So important. I love that you brought, and nobody has brought that up on a podcast, but like, or even just, you know, people do it but they don't really put the reasoning behind doing it which is like yeah you like it comes from you know being genuine and just truly wanting to help your friends like that's like where it essentially comes from but like even my manager she does it to the point of like she doesn't even she knows I have a friend that this would be great for my friend and then she just goes out of her way to make this insane connection for my friend too and I'm like that is awesome like right you know I don't shine if you don't shine. You mm-hmm. don't shine if your friends don't shine. Exactly. You know, that's just, it's, there's no point. Like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. For just one person to be successful and everyone to, like, revolve around them? No, let's all be successful. Let's all be the kings of kingdoms. Yeah. Let's, let's, be, let's Game of Thrones our yeah. life. <laughs> like, seven real, kingdoms, yeah. all the kings rising together, all of them living in the same world. Like, uh, even Adam Sandler and all mm-hmm. of his friends. He puts all of his friends in all I of his movies. I, I, I always see the same people. Yeah, yeah. And right, you're because like, but they you want to work with his friends. Yeah, yeah. and people want to see yeah. that, too. Mm-hmm. They want to see you all rise together. But yeah, I think that's a great note to leave off on. All right. I think that's awesome. So awesome. make sure you guys check out the links in the description to find all of Jonathan's stuff. And also make sure you get the cookbook. And yeah, guys, the get Wednesday the cookbook. Rose. Change your life. The Burn Cookbook. The Burn Cookbook. And make sure you download all of our podcasts. You can on Spotify, Al- Apple Apple podcast. Apple podcast. Guys, it's early, okay? My brain doesn't start working until like 11. I'm like really quiet. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Comment below. Thumbs up. Like. Give us all that good stuff. And send in your diary entries to diary at ohoneydiary.com. We love you guys. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Thank you, guys. And we'll see you later. Love you. Bye. (laughs)
Oh, honey. Diary LLC makes no warranty or guarantee as to the accuracy or sufficiency of the information featured in this podcast. The information and recommendations presented in this podcast are general opinions only. This podcast should not be considered professional or expert advice. Reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own discretion. Oh, honey. Oh, honey.